Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Mark Joseph Stern, what's happening? Oh, I am here in America just feeling very sad for the country of Israel, a country I love in so many ways, as you know, but a country in which I am very disappointed this morning. Yeah, and I, we talked about this on the show recently. There'd be, there'd be a lot of mixed feelings about Israel in Ireland, who traditionally have shared a lot of solidarity with the Palestinians. Um, uh, and then you were kind of saying that, you you know, the more dialogue that exists, the better. But why are you disappointed in Israel this week? Well, they had an election, as I'm sure you know, and they returned Benjamin Netanyahu to power. He will continue to be their prime minister, uh, and he won this election through a series of really awful deals with these fringe far-right parties in Israel that are openly racist, that are openly anti-Muslim, that have drawn the rebuke even of our staunchest pro-Israel groups here in the States. Uh, And so there will be an even harder right anti-Palestinian, anti-Muslim party in power in Israel. And that just bums me out because I feel like the window for a solution here for peace and a Palestinian state, the window is closing. There's not that much time left. This could have been a moment for the Israeli center and left to step up and take back power and make this right once and for all. But instead, the people chose Netanyahu. And I'm heartbroken because he's a crook. He's corrupt. I hate him so much. He's he's Israel's Donald Trump. And yet he's going to be in power for many more years to come. Uh, And, you know, I just I don't know what to say, except that I'm losing my faith in the country now what he did an interview uh, last week um, where he said he was going to prevent the establishment of a Palestinian state by controlling the entire area there's hundreds of thousands of settlers living in outposts in the West Bank which Israel military captured you know in, in a war like half a century ago um, now world powers consider them illegal under international law but they've never intervened. Right. What's Netanyahu saying he's going to do next? Well, he's saying he's just going to annex parts of the West Bank that have historically been seen as a part of any Palestinian state that would be formed in the future. He's now saying, well, screw that. There's not going to be a Palestine. I'm just going to take these areas that Jewish settlers have seized control of and make them formally a part of Israel. And I dare the international community to stop me. And the truth is that he's going to get away with it, I suspect, because for the international community to stop him, they would need America's backing. And Donald Trump is in this sort of deal with the devil, with Netanyahu. They have this pact where they support each other. And I don't think that Trump is going to do anything to stop this plan. So I'm disturbed because I really do believe in a two-state solution. And I really do believe that Palestinians deserve the right to have their own nation. And now Netanyahu is basically saying, I never really believed in that. And now I'm admitting that it's uh, never going to happen. And uh, that, that just suggest that the future of Israel is going to be violent, 
It's going to involve lots of discrimination and bigotry, uh, and it's not going to be the peaceful Jewish civilization state that we all kind of hoped for. Uh, it's going to continue to suppress the rights of Palestinians who deserve their own self-determination. And is there any generals, is there any power players that aren't Donald Trump that'll be pushing back really hard against Trump's unwillingness to intervene? Yeah, well, you know, the UN has taken a lot of steps here to try to push Israel in the right direction. Uh, you have a sort of international coalition of basically the rest of the world, right? Uh, almost all of Europe, much of South and Central America, a lot of Asia saying we need to settle this dispute. We're tired of it. Uh, but they need the U.S.'s vote. They need America uh, to, make their, to make their threats stick. And without them, I just don't see it happening. Now, maybe another country will step in and try to broker real peace. It could happen. I could see Canada trying to do it. I could see the UK, if it ever gets over this Brexit mess, trying to uh -huh. do it. But uh, it seems unlikely to me because America has always been the one and now we're just giving up. Okay, well, uh, well, I guess it remains to be seen what will happen there, if anything. Right, let's take a quick break. Um, we're back at Mark Joseph's turn after this. We're going to talk about um, Julian Assange. She's been holed up in the, the Ecuador embassy for years now at this stage. Uh, claims of spying going on there. And a quick check-in with Felicity Huffman, who's pleaded guilty in this college admissions scandal. Back after this. All right, we're back with Mark Joseph Stern. Mark, um, Julian Assange, quick quick 60-second history lesson. Who is he and why is he holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy? Oh, Julian, our good friend. He is the leader of WikiLeaks, a website that posts sensitive, confidential state materials on the Internet for all to see. Uh, he is holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy because he has been accused of various crimes some including, uh, you know, leaking confidential information, some including sexual assault in Sweden, uh, and he is afraid of getting arrested and imprisoned. So Ecuador gave him asylum in their embassy in London. When I lived in London several years ago, I would pass by the embassy frequently. I never saw his face, but I knew he was in there. Uh, his health is declining. He has been uh, denied access to the Internet uh, because the Ecuadorian government is tired of him. They want him to leave, but they can't figure out a way to force him to leave. So he's just stuck there, rotting away with his pet cat. Uh, he is now claiming that there is a spy ring run by Spaniards who have infiltrated the embassy somehow, who are leaking confidential information about him, and the irony is just too rich for me to express. <laughs> And what's the view of him in the United States? Is he a hero? Is he a villain? So actually, he was a hero for a long time um, because he really did leak some very uh, damaging information about U.S. military atrocities, which we needed to see, and I'm glad that we saw. And many on the left said, you know what, this guy deserves a medal. He doesn't deserve imprisonment. Um, but then he helped uh, facilitate the leak of Hillary Clinton's advisor's emails during the 2016 election. We all remember the big email 
email dump, right, where everyone could see what Hillary Clinton's campaign was doing. Uh, that was Julian Assange. He helped to mastermind that, and the left turned on him. So now he has very, very few friends and supporters. He is kind of a man alone in the United States. We do not care for him. Uh, we do not want him here. Uh, we do not want his help with anything. Uh, and I think, like most of the world, we are ready to see him booted out of the Ecuadorian embassy and tried for his crimes, which, you know, he stands credibly accused of committing. This guy needs to face the music and realize he can't spend his life holed up in a bathroom in an embassy in London with his cat. He's got to rejoin the real world and face the music and accept these charges and fight them in court. Is that a little hypocritical, though, that the left were loving him until he, he uh, damaged Hillary's chances at the White House? Of course, it's, it's more than a little hypocritical. It's hugely hypocritical. It's insane. Look, I, I am a hypocrite here, I have to admit. I always thought, well, WikiLeaks is doing important work. And then he released Hillary's emails, and I kind of realized, actually, he's not just a lovable rap scallion who's helping aid transparency. He's a mercenary. So, yes, it was hypocritical, and I can be indicted on that charge. Uh, but I think it opened our eyes to how naive we were that he he would be the good guy and he would be on our side. Uh, it turns out he doesn't have any clear ideology. He just likes to mess things up and blow up the world in every way he can and blow up international relations and uh, any party that he can find. Uh, and so, yeah, we're hypocritical, but now he's a hypocrite, too, because he's getting spied on and he's getting leaked on and he doesn't like it any more than the rest of us did when it was happening to us. All right, fair enough. Have your cake and eat it. And very quickly, 60 seconds, Felicity Huffman of Def Desperate Housewives. She's been charged in this uh, college admission scandal. People were paying for access for their kids to uh, prestigious uh, third level institutions. What are the odds she could actually go to jail here? Uh, the, the odds are pretty good, actually. Um, she has pleaded guilty to these crimes and fessed up. Uh, unlike Julian Assange, she has faced the music and said, you know what, I did it and I apologize. Uh, but prosecutors say they are not eager to strike a plea deal with her that keeps her out of prison. Uh, prosecutors want to prove that they don't take it easy on rich and famous people just because they're rich and famous. They are looking to make an example out of Felicity Huffman. So just because she's pleaded guilty and accepted the charge, does not mean that she's staying out of prison. You can await a very long battle between the government and her lawyers, and there is a real chance that this woman will end up behind bars before this saga is over. And do you think it's right to make an example of her, or do you think it's a waste of federal resources they'll have to pay to have her in prison, whereas they could just fine her a big load of money and put that to use in better ways? Oh, I think it's a waste. You know I'm a peacenik. I don't think people should go to prison unless they've committed genuinely violent crimes. We need to keep most people out of prison in this country and rethink incarceration. So I'm team, make this woman pay millions of dollars, make her, you know, compensate the government, compensate the university she scammed, but don't put her in prison. That's ridiculous. Prison is humiliating. It's awful. We should reduce our prison population by 95% in this country. I will die on that hill, and I am not about to say that Felicity Huffman should go behind bars just because she screwed up badly. Okay, there you go. If you want to catch Mark's musings, you can on the Twitter machine at MJS underscore DC. He writes for Slate as well. He's been on fire the last while. You've had loads of stuff go uh, go around the world. So check out his stuff. It's always hearty. Mark, thanks a million. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Hey. This is 2M.